Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and it is Saturday. It's not Friday, but you know, 24 hours, it's better than Monday. Yes, I'm late. Late again. Had a very busy week. Uh, I'm trying to build some beds for my kids, study for a test. Um, turns out uh, I'm not much of a builder and I picked a, a really complicated plan for me. And I wasted $100 in lumber today because, oh man, because it said uh, that I needed to make the bed 35 and a half inches to accommodate a twin mattress. And twin mattresses um, are at least 37 inches wide. So, um, wasted my time. Wasted my time, wasted my money all day today. And then had to go to Home Depot. And a very nice gentleman who was trying as hard as he could. Um, but he, he wasn't a very good, he wasn't very good at using the saw. Uh, I don't know. It was just a very frustrating experience, but I did have fun with my kids and I made them help me. So that was a, and that was a fun experience. They got to cut and drill and all that good stuff. So that was fun. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's talk about things I like. Um, all that I like right now is sleep. For my wife's birthday, I bought her a weighted blanket, and we've been using it for a while now, and it is so nice. So I highly suggest going out looking for, there's a brand called Gravity Blanket. That's not the one I went with. I'll put a link in the show notes with the one I went with, but it's uh, a really nice uh, It's just a really nice experience to sleep with a little bit of weight. Um, I, I like if the blankets are too light, I can't get into a deep sleep. And I've been sleeping like a rock since we got this blanket. So I highly suggest it. It's, uh, it's a thumbs up for me. Uh, let's see here. Updates. I know that I said we're going to do shorter episodes, but really, and honestly, it, when it comes down to it, we're just going to do the same length episodes because I'm trying to do shorter, but I feel like I'm shortchanging everybody uh, by doing that. So I just keep plugging out these long episodes. Um, according to Bloomberg's Model 3 tracker, a total of 9,477 Model 3s have been built and delivered. 
and they're now producing 655 a week, which is a little up from last week, uh, turns out, or not turns out, seems like Tesla's had a little bump in their production of the Model 3. Not a bump, a bump in the road, not a bump like a spike, a bump in the road um, in their production of Model 3. Let's talk about some videos that I found. One is uh, just basically from SpaceX, and it's a Falcon Heavy recap. It's just basically a propaganda video of the Falcon Heavy launch, but it's really entertaining. Another one shows the Tesla Semi and how quiet it is when it's pulling um, a full load. And uh, the third and final one, I mentioned a Model 3 teardown last week, and if you don't have time to watch both Model 3 teardowns, there's a time-lapse video that goes much, much faster, and it's actually pretty pretty compelling, too. So take a look at that. All of this, all of this stuff will be in the show notes. And uh, so let's get on to the news. Last week, we talked about the Jaguar I-Pace, and we weren't 100% sure what the price was going to be in the U.S., but now we are, and that number is 69500 which is expensive. Not for me. Last week, we also talked about the Hyundai Kona, which uh, I think I've... I love Kona, the island, or the uh, the big island in the little town of Kona. It's such a, a great place. We go there all the time, or as much as we can afford to. Uh, Honda, uh, Hyundai excuse me, put up a billboard in Europe for the Kona, and it just simply says, your turn, Elon. Uh, now, Audi did this a few months ago, I think, or maybe even a year ago. And uh, we're still waiting to see that compelling EV from Audi. I mean, we saw the, the, the prototype, the concept car, but we haven't seen the actual car released yet. So, uh, your move, Audi. Uh, but the difference here is the Kona is ready to be sold. Um, Hyundai expects to produce about 20,000 of these cars a year, which isn't a huge number, but it's better than, than zero, and it's better than what uh, Tesla's doing right now with the Model 3. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how many Hyundais will, they'll end up selling. I don't know how many Konas Hyundai will end up selling. But it's a really compelling offering from the company. Um, so I looked actually this afternoon to see if there were any in my area. I don't even know if they're in the United States yet. So I just looked up Hyundai dealerships in my area and typed in Kona, and I didn't find any. But that's the most research I've done on it. But I would like to take it for a test drive, uh, given the chance. And no word from Elon on what he thinks of these billboards. Next up, a couple, maybe at the beginning of the year, we talked about the RIMAC. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Well, they have the C1, Concept 1, which is the car that Richard Hammond uh, wrecked in the Grand Tour, the Amazon show. Uh, now they have unveiled the Concept 2 or C2 hypercar. I don't know what the difference between a hypercar and a supercar is. So somebody, if, if you know that, please email me. 
I'm not going to take the time to look it up because I don't care that much. But if you happen to know it and you want to fact check my facts or fact check my nonsense, uh, shoot me an email because I don't know. Uh, anyway, the outside looks like a typical um, hyper car. It's super. Um, it's it's super aerodynamic looking. It's got the the cool. I don't know if you'd call them gull wing doors or what kind of doors they kind of open out but also up not like the model x and they kind of instead of opening up at the top it kind of opens at the a pillar it looks like folds back so it gives you lots of room to get into the car um, but the outside looks pretty futuristic and cool and the inside is a nice mix of like current technology with the old technology you would see like the old look you would see with like a high-end high-end with like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini that kind of thing so it's pretty impressive uh, looking inside and out but here are the specs it has four independent electric motors it is capable of producing 1914 horsepower 2300 nanometers of torque I'm gonna assume that's a lot because I don't know uh, what the average torque is on a vehicle it can go 0 to 60 in 1.85 seconds right there with the uh, in the same range as the Tesla Roadster. It can go 0 to 104.3 seconds. And it can do a quarter mile in 9.1 seconds. The top speed on this car is 258 miles an hour or 415 kilometers an hour. It's going to have a 120 kilowatt hour battery pack. Um, it's going to, let's see, it's going to have a total of 6,960 cells. It'll have fast DC charging and CCS um, charging as well. So there's a combo. The battery uh, will be similar to the Model 3 in the way that they put the cells in. Uh, range, they're saying 403 miles or 650 kilometers. Uh, they have, the car is going to be equipped with sensors that will someday produce um, or achieve level 4 autonomy, but not anytime soon. And that's according to the company. Uh, it has, the car is going to come with driver assist type features like braking, automatic braking, lane, like if you're drifting out of your lane, it'll warn you. If you're going to go into a lane where there's a car while you're trying to uh, change lanes, it'll tell you. This car, no price has been announced, but this car is likely going to be a million dollars around, probably above, and they're only going to build a hundred. So... Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive car. Um, I'm not sure many people out there, I mean, there's probably a hundred people in the world that can afford this car, but there's certainly, it's not the average person. I just think this company is really interesting. They seem like cool people. Next up, this is a TechCrunch article from Daryl Ether, Etherington. Sorry, Daryl, if I said your last name wrong. Or your first name, for that matter. Uh, right now, China is incentivizing automakers to push autonomy, um, autonomous vehicles forward. Uh, VW's head of electric mobility, Stephen, or excuse me, Christian Sanger, he predicts that China will drive the autonomy rollout. Um, so some of these, China hasn't actually set up these regulations um, or laws as of yet, 
but the ones that are coming down are going to the things that are coming they're really incentivizing autonomy basically and they're going to pay automakers for specific levels of automation so if they hit level one then they probably get a smaller amount versus if they hit level five they'll probably get a huge amount of money incentive wise from the chinese government there are lots of um complications in having a automotive business in or any business for that matter in china um, that we won't go into here, but it does make sense. We've been talking about all these new cars that are rolling out and they're first going to roll out in China and then Europe and the United States, uh, respectively. Usually the U S in this instance is usually last where most things, uh, for whatever reason, we get them almost always first, which is fine. I don't mind waiting sometimes. Uh, but this is pretty compelling for automakers like VW who have, they have the, VW Group, which includes Audi and I think Porsche and something else, they have over 20% of the Chinese market, which is a huge amount, um, just that that group. And I think VW itself has 13% of that market, of that 20%. So look to China to, to get a glimpse as to where autonomy is going, because as the technology develops there and is approved there, it'll slowly make its way to the rest of the world. So thank you, China, for incentivizing companies to go with autonomy. Next up, Goodyear. This is from Fred Lambert um, at Electric. Goodyear has a, a new tire uh, specifically for electric vehicles, and it's going to reduce the wear from the electric vehicle's massive amount of torque. So I've always wondered about this because... Um, it can't be good on the tires when you have that much um, acceleration. Like you're, you have it all right there, and over over time, that's going to damage the tires. And um, apparently, Goodyear's wondered about this too because now they have these new tires that'll be on the market next year. Uh, the tread has thinner channels, which allows for larger contact with the road, so more tire surface area to the road surface area. The tire's cavity is optimized to support the weight of the EV, and the tire is designed to extend vehicle range and reduce aerodynamic drag. All of these things are pretty cool. According to Goodyear, uh, normal tires can wear 30% faster on EVs, so given that, um, I'm sure that the Goodyear tires will cost 50% more than regular tires. These new EV tires will cost 50% more than regular tires just because, you know, they can. One second, I'm going to take a drink. Okay. Next up, Simon Alvarez. We're cruising through these. At Tesserati. The Boring Company uh, will prioritize transport. Um, will prioritize. Sort of. The Boring Company will prioritize a transport system for cyclists and pedestrians, and it will be called the Urban Loop System. Travelers will be able to travel from a small, small parking lot-sized pickup place to another small parking lot-sized drop-off place in a futuristic automated electric bus. Uh, Elon was criticized when he announced the the what the boring company had plans as far as 
this whole uh, network of tunnels and moving cars from place to place to place. And a lot of people said, well, this is just going to be a system for rich people and everybody who can afford it will get this fast. Um, uh, we'll be able to, we'll be able to travel to and from certain places very quickly. Whereas people who can't afford it, they're going to be stuck up on the surface like me. We're all going to be stuck up on the surface waiting for uh, traffic to clear so that we can get to where we want to go. Now in Phoenix right now, take another drink. We have a massive expansion, which is really ruining my commute on the I-10. And um, it's a real pain in the rear. But I understand that we have to do it so that we can ease traffic congestion eventually. But I totally understand, uh, as a general rule, I don't think Phoenix traffic is all that bad. But as of late, it's really stunk because the freeway's backed up, so the surface roads are now backed up, and it's a pain in the butt to get anywhere. Ah, a little complaint. But anyway, so, um, and Elon kind of made some comments about public transportation that people, I don't think, because it made him, people think that he, he's tone deaf to the plight of uh, people who don't have billions of dollars. And that might be, to a certain extent, true, but I don't think Elon's like a monster. Um, so he criticized, criticized public transportation and um, he kind of got some backlash for that. But I think he wasn't criticizing it in the like, I'm rich, you're poor, you kind of way. I think he was criticizing it as that it's not an efficient system. It's kind of what it sounded like to me. Anyways, so um, it looks like the Boring Company has kind of... Um, shifted its focus a little bit more towards public transportation and as a side they'll still have the get your car wherever you want it to go really fast transportation as well but the prior to the the pedestrians and cyclists they'll be the priority all right so fred lambert again to all of my friends in canada um, specifically ontario you will no longer be able to receive a $14,000 incentives if you are planning on buying a Model S or Model X, which is a real bummer. So when this um, incentive was announced, it's between $6,000 and $14,000 that Ontario announced. It's really generous. Uh, and, there was a 120% increase in EV and hybrid, plug-in hybrid sales um, when it was announced I think it was a little more than a year ago. And then at first Tesla was ineligible uh, because they, they, they were above the cap for how much a vehicle should cost to get this full incentive. But they did get a $3,000 incentive. And then February of last year, they, low, they increased the cap so that Tesla did qualify. And now they've set the cap back to where it was before or somewhere close and Tesla uh, Model S and Model X no longer qualifies. But the Model 3, if they can get the Model 3s out, the Model 3 will qualify. So um, order your Model 3. You'll get likely between a $6,000 and a $4,000 or $14,000 incentive, which is huge. It's really cool. Uh, next one's Fred Lambert again. Two Tesla prototype uh, semis 
two prototype Tesla semis, transported a load of battery packs from the Gigafactory in Sparks, Nevada, to the Fremont factory in California. And spoiler, the trip was a success. They used one of the long-ranged um, semis and one of the short-range semis that they showed off at the semi event in November. Uh, so these are prototypes. Um, so from the trip from Sparks to uh, Fremont, there is... Um, some elevation dis difference so the semis were going downhill for much of the time one of the trucks did have to stop for fuel or for to charge uh tesla said don't read into this too much because this is a planned test so i don't know if it was planned that they refill uh recharge or if they had to recharge because it's still a prototype um but this is really nice to see that these trucks are out on the road and they're actually hauling product. They're probably not hauling 80,000 pounds of batteries. If I had to guess, and I don't, I don't know how much was in there, but maybe 10,000 pounds uh, of product and maybe 8,000 or 7,000 for the smaller one. Um, I can't imagine that this thing was loaded to the gills with battery packs. Just because if something happens, that would cost Tesla a lot of money. I guess they have insurance. But it would, test, it would cost them a lot of money if something happened and all those battery packs got ruined. Uh, let's see. So the Tesla Semi will start production in 2019, which probably means late 2019. And we'll get one car. And in 2020, early 2020, we'll get like 10 Semis. So late 2019, one semi, not car, and early 2020, we'll get like 10. Let's see. I don't know. I didn't put who wrote this, but Tesla's making it easier for owners to retrieve their black box data, which technically the Tesla doesn't have a black box, I guess, because all their information is stored on the servers online. So te Tesla added an event data recorder, an EDR, which acts as a black box. So like I said, the Tesla's connected online. So Tesla has all this information um, and they've used it when people have said, oh, my Tesla just took off for no reason. And the Tesla looks it up and they're like, oh no, no, you actually pushed the gas pedal. So we know you pushed the gas pedal. So anyway, um, but now these logs are available to you, the user or the insurance company or law enforcement. And you have to have a special USB cable and a Windows laptop. So I looked up the USB cable and it's $225. So I don't know if that's like once you get the Windows laptop and you pay $225 for the cable and you download the free software, are you good to go? It kind of sounds like it. But then there's a kit that uh, is on the that uh, Tesla's website links to and it's a third party company and they have a a whole kit for this. And it's $795 and it's $200 off if you uh, pre-order. It's normally $1,000. So, yes, you can get your data, but it'll cost you. Or somebody. It's going to cost somebody. Next what, next up is uh, Tesla Roddy, Simon Alvarez writing. This is, this is really exciting. I thought about leaving this to the end, but uh, it's, a, it's short. 
so the Tesla's hiring mechanical a mechanical engineer for the Model Y. And in the job posting, it says that they are responsible for designing, developing, and delivering prototype-level components and systems for the Model Y. Now, that's according to the job posting. Uh, way back when, Elon was saying that the Model Y would be this amazing new way of building a car, and the wiring harness is going to be so much shorter than any other vehicle, and they're going to make it simple, and it's going to be easy to build, and they're going to have to make this whole new process. And I think that was at a shareholders meeting. And then at like the next shareholders meeting, sorry, I keep hitting the mic. At the next shareholders meeting, he kind of rolled that back a little bit. And he was like, well, my executive staff, they kind of talked to me off the ledge. And the Model Y will probably be or will be, I don't remember how he phrased it, based off of the Model 3. And I thought that that was a good decision at the time. Because they're already having enough problems with the Model 3. Once they get the kinks worked out on that car, they can just make a Model Y, build it off the same um, um, <laughs> platform, build it off the same platform, and then we have the Model Y faster and it's more reliable uh, with less problems. That's just my thought. But uh, moving forward, uh, they're looking at Model Y engineers. That's nothing, That's exciting. I don't know. I would like to think by now that they at least have a a Model Y floating around somewhere in Tesla that they've tested. Um, I mean, it's an electric car, so they can test it indoors. They just need a big enough space to test it indoors. Um, okay. So finally, and this is this last one is very self-serving, so I apologize. Uh, so the very few people, most of our listeners live out of this country, so you can tune out at this point if you want to. Very, um, I don't want to say very few. We do have listeners from Arizona, but they're not as many as other places. So the Salt River Project, or SRP, that's the utility I pay money to so I can have electricity, and Solar City, which is now Tesla, um, they had a little feud. Solar City sued SRP, claiming unfair uh, fees on potential solar power purchasers, uh, which has virtually killed the solar market in Arizona. I don't know if that's true, but, and I don't know what fees they're referring to, but in SRP and APS's Infinite Wisdom, they decided that since solar customers aren't um, drawing energy from the, the grid, they can't bill for that. So it's a drain on the grid. So solar, I, because I have solar panels, I have two solar systems on my house. Because I don't draw as much electricity, they can't afford to pay for the grid, which makes zero sense whatsoever especially when i first got to arizona we would have brownouts all the time like all the time and that was in 2005 but okay whatever so they decided to put a fee on to um solar owners and that fee would help pay to keep the grid going now i don't mind to help pay to keep the grid going but on the other side, I, I sh it shouldn't be an absorbent amount of money. And I don't know what it is because I'm grandfathered in. Because I put my second system on. When we found this out, we put our second system on the house. 
so that we'd be grandfathered in. But I'm only grandfathered in, I think, until 2025. And then I got to start paying whatever this stupid fee is. Anyway, so I don't know if that's why um, or what uh, Tesla's going, um, what uh, Solar City was complaining that SRP was doing, but that would be my guess. But APS, which is the other company in Arizona and Phoenix area, they do it too. So uh, let's see. So now that they have settled, here is kind of a rundown of what they're going to be doing. It looks like a large power pack project will be um, installed somewhere in Arizona in an SRP area, somewhere in Phoenix. Peoria is actually what it looks like. Um, and then we'd get discounted power walls in Arizona, which I'm very excited about because I would love uh, a new power wall or any power wall. Um, and according to Arizona Central, which is a newspaper here, the SRP board approved the following. SRP will purchase a 25 megawatt battery system. That'll power 6,000 homes and cost $10 million. And again, that's going in Peoria, so it won't affect me because I don't live in Peoria. SRP will launch a limited incentive program for residential batteries. No dollar figure given or timeline or anything else for that matter. And then SRP will test new demand rates. So in the summertime, it gets really hot in Arizona. I don't know if you guys knew that. Like, you know, over 110 consistently. One second, take a drink. So they have demand rates, and I'm sure other utilities do this. Um, but it's typically ridiculous. Um, since we have solar, it's not a, as big of a deal. So I don't know why this is a, a thing. Maybe it's just a way for SRP to make their money back on the $10 million purchase and the incentive towards battery packs. I don't know. Um, but I am happy that some incentives for battery packs are are going to be in Arizona. That that's a good thing. I did talk to my wife about this. I said, "Hey, look, we could get a battery pack, a Tesla Powerwall, and it could be, you know, cheap or potentially be cheap." And she said, "Well, last month we only paid $21 towards our electricity bills. So, I don't know how we're going to make our money back on it unless it's free." And I can't argue with that. Um, in the summertime it goes up, but it doesn't go up a whole lot. So, it might just be a cool toy that I'll have to save up money for and just say it's a cool toy and write it off on my taxes as a business expense. Um, anyway, so, and I don't have any proof of this, but I'm not a real big fan of SRP or APS. I mean, I think the people that work there, I've never had a rude person, but as a general rule, I don't think they have a, the customer's best interest in mind. And I've talked to a lot of people. There's obviously the solar inner uh solar industry is big in arizona it's sunny most of the time one second got a cough <coughs> sorry about that and almost every single person that works in renewable energy says that srp and or the arizona utility commission is bought and paid for by srp and aps there's three people that sit on that board now, i don't have any proof that's just a fun bit of gossip it's not fact uh, but it does seem pretty shady. Like almost anything these uh, companies go to the utility commission for, it usually seems like it gets approved. So it seems pretty shady. 
So I'm calling you out, Arizona Utility Commission. Come at me, bro. So anyway, that's it. That's all of our stories today. I don't think that I was shooting for uh, 20 minutes and we got to 30. Not too bad. Uh, let's wrap this up, shall we? <laughs> okay, so if you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at 918digital. You can call and leave the very first voice message of the show's history at 918-401-0071. Uh, all of those ways you can contact me and tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, the website, kilowatt.bz, is kind of just in stasis until I can get it updated. There's some things I want to do to it, but right at the moment, I just don't have the time. Uh, leave a, a review where you get a podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, more specifically, if you leave a review on iTunes, it's really helpful for me, and I would really appreciate that. And then if you want to support the show, you can leave a review. You can tell a friend. And those are all awesome ways to support the show. Or you can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and take a look at the perks that we have if you support the show. And uh, I've got some more things I'm thinking about and planning. Um, and hopefully I'll have, maybe in two more weeks, I'll have a little bit more time and start implementing those things. But if you're interested, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and uh, consider, you don't have to, but consider... Uh, supporting the show that way so three ways uh tell a friend leave a review go to patreon that'd be awesome and that's it i hope everybody has a wonderful week uh i know in a lot of the eastern part of the country our country the united states is, there's a ton of snow i'm sure in canada there's a ton of snow i don't know what it looks like in europe uh, but i hope everybody stays safe stays warm or cool depending on where you live and we will talk next week. Thanks so much for joining me this week.